first time long time 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 hey there sports fans first time long time i'm telly fitzgerald he's richie barone richie how are you I'm doing good. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another first time, long time. Uh, I guess the name of the show is very fitting because it's the first time in a long time. We have not done this show in quite a while. Um, you know, where you been? I mean, before I get to where I've been, where you been? You know, a couple uh, freelance Zamboni shifts, little <laughs> mall Santa Claus occasionally. Some <laughs> Running a poker room out of my parents' basement. How about you? Not bad. A little Craig Carton action with the poker room in the basement. Not, not too oh, shabby. Oh, Craigie. Yeah, I was for a while, and you know, they say, you know, things happen at the uh, the darndest times. Uh, I was, I got this great gig. Uh, it was door-to-door selling Tide Pods. And then before you know it, look what happens. Everyone starts eating them. My job goes to shambles. I'm back working, working overnights at Toys R Us. Then... <laughs> Then I, I found out that no one goes there anymore. A bunch of those were sold. And, uh, you know, I mean, let's put it this way. We're, we're not making a lot of money doing this yet. It's a it's a paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck deal. You know, sometimes we'll steer, steal a beer or two out of a 7-Eleven just to get ourselves all riled up for this thing. But, uh, you know, we uh, we had to take a break. We, we, we need some me time. Yeah, every once in a while, like a bear hibernates for winter. We, you know, we hibernated a little bit. Yeah, we hibernated for, uh, I don't know. Like six months or so. I've been here for six months and a lot has happened. Uh, and obviously, if you're here, you're here to talk about or here to listen to us talk about the New York Mets. And uh, a lot has changed. Terry Collins is gone. Ray Ramirez is gone. He's not gone. He's he's just lurking now. He's, he's like, somewhere in Boca? No, well, he's he's a special assistant with the New York Mets uh, now. Oh, right, right, So right, right. he sits in a little dog bed next to Sandy Alderson's desk. <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks like a designer puppy. He's small. Yeah, and he'd look great in one of those little sweaters and booties. You got to put those down so they don't get the salt in their paws, you know? A little salt in Terry's paws, Terry the Terrier. Terry looks like a, if you were at a country club, I bet he's a terrible tipper for caddies. Oh, a nightmare. Terry, Terry's given change to the caddies. <laughs> the little, worst. In little sacks. But instead, we got, we got Mickey Calway in, and even if, even if Mickey Calway hadn't done anything, it'd be an upgrade just because his name was Mickey Calloway, and... Already, one thing we're seeing with the clubhouse is you, you're starting to get that that the stories leaking out. You know, the clubhouse is different this year. It's just different. And I'm telling you right now, Richie, they'll be six and three. They'll be the big article in the Newsday or whatever, basically saying, you know, it's just you know, not that not that people didn't like Terry, but it's just different. It's just got a different vibe. It's got a different vibe. A lot less Werthers. A lot less Golden Girls in the tube. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a, you got a guy who's 42 years old and. You know, uh, the pitchers seem to like him. The hitters seem to like him. It's early. I mean, you, you'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, for Christ's sake, the guy's name is Mickey. You know, with a, with a name like Mickey Callaway, you got to figure that this guy's had his fair share of adversity growing up. And uh, I think he's ready for New York. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, I mean, Mickey Callaway, it's, it's the kind of name that you really appreciate, especially being a New York Mets fan. And, you know, Mickey Callaway sounds like a guy your Uncle Ralph owes five grand because St. John's didn't cover. Yeah, I would have to agree. Mickey Callaway sounds like the uh, the foreign exchange student that comes over and bangs your girlfriend. 
Mickey Calloway sounds like a guy who owns Rudy on VHS. <laughs> Mickey Calloway sounds like a guy that's thrown up on himself more than one time in a Penn Station bathroom. Mickey Calloway sounds like Lex Luthor's driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that's pretty fair. <laughs> Mickey Calloway uh, sounds like an orphan with a single crutch. Mickey Calloway looks like a guy who tells you it's going to be $2,500 to fix your windshield because you don't have the full glass coverage. <laughs> you got to get the full glass coverage. Otherwise, you run Rule number one. Otherwise, you run into Mickey Calloway. <laughs> Mickey Calloway sounds like a bartender at the Blarney Rock. He, he might be a bartender at the Blarney Rock. He might if be. If we're being honest. I might, and I might see him next week for the Big East. Yeah, there's every chance that it, there's a, you go in there, you scream Mickey, like four guys turn around. 50% chance of those four guys... One of them is named has the last name Callaway. Mickey Callaway sounds like a guy who was convicted of mail fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Callaway sounds like the MC at Singles Night at Fridays in Massapequa. Oh my God, this is it's hitting way too close to home. <laughs> anyway, uh, how to get that out of my system? I really appreciate that. I really like the Lex Luthor's driver line. I really like that. I mean, all very accurate. You know, Mickey Callaway. Uh, it's a name. I mean, you know, obviously he sounds like he would be in some sort of uh, boxing ring. Yeah. Yeah. I 1930s bare knuckle boxer, guy that fought uh, Max Schneller or Joe Lewis. He was like the undercard for the Joe Lewis Max Schneller fight. Yeah. Also, a guy named Mickey Callaway, like if you just close your eyes, he's a guy who's, you, you probably, if you think about it, his breath probably smells like shit. Terrible. Terrible breath. Uh, always wearing a beanie. Regardless of what month it is, that's a Mickey Calloway. A beanie with a jacket, like a, a jacket with the uh, hands put in the front. Yep, beanie with a jacket with the hands. July sixteenth, beanie with the jacket with the hands. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, like the biggest thing about Mickey Calloway is, you know, he's from the Terry Francona tree, of sorts. Worked for the Indians. Terry Francona sounds like his his family's owned a pizza place in Bayville <laughs> for for forty years. Terry Francona's mother makes a nice nochi noki. Gnocchi? Fuck. Sorry. Fucked it up. Uh, no, you can't. Twice. You can't. You gotta You gotta roll with it. It's gnocchi. Gnocchi. Yeah. I like it. I gotta leave it to the uh, the Italians over here. Barone zone. But, uh, you know, I, I guess, long story short, we're, we're very happy with the early returns on Mickey Calway. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, we've had nothing to worry about because the games don't count yet. And, uh, you know, basically, he, he's been trying to calm us down because as, as Met fans, you know, Yo, Ennis wakes up on the wrong side of the bed. His arm hurts a little bit. Jacob DeGrom doesn't touch his toes. His back hurts a little bit. Uh, Dom Smith loses 35 pounds. Apparently in that 35 pounds, he lost uh, the ability to to keep his legs healthy. He tweaked something there. Jay Bruce has, uh, I don't know, some plant-borne illness in his foot. Plantar fasciitis, whatever. So uh, he's whatever. And Mickey Calloway is like, listen, everybody cool your jets. He's a big cool your jets guy. You don't know that, but he definitely is. Big settle down guy. Big, yeah, big, big take it easy guy. <laughs> yeah, then I like that. Offers you a stick of uh, spearmint and just says, everyone's fine. We're going to be playing next week. Don't worry about it. And, you know, Terry was more of a sky is falling guy. Terry was a chicken little guy. So, you know, it's, it's good to have a guy who's uh, a little more collected out there. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't miss uh, Terry at the podium after a tough loss looking at Steve Gelbs with his eyes so wide that it looked like he, you know, just blew an eight ball in the back room and you know stewing over 
<laughs> the bullpen <laughs> blowing another blowing another late eighth hitting lead. Yeah, Terry's uh, press conferences. It was like a it was it was like a fifteen minute prostate exam. Just a lot of a lot of weird squirming and faces. Some sometimes screaming. A lot of like addressing, being like, I, I, I don't know, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then like launching into like some kind of monologue. So as, as if Steve asked him why he didn't take out the trash this time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. <laughs> that, you want to hear my Terry Collins impression? Yeah, let's do it. Well, I don't know, Steve. <laughs> and that's uh, that's a good Terry Collins impression. I've been working on that since we've been gone. Is that Terry Collins or uh, Jimmy Cagney? I got nothing. I want to hear my that. Mickey Callaway impression. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mickey Callaway, manager of the New York <laughs> Metropolitans. <laughs> Buy stocks on margin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, when you need a cold, refreshing beverage, reach for a Rheingold. Coca-Cola. Thanks. Coca-Cola, made with real cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mickey. Thank so, you very much. <laughs> so Mickey, Mickey's a fine new addition, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the other new additions for the New York Metropolitans. Uh, you know, first things first, our guy Todd Frazier is in. And a fun fact about Todd Frazier, because you're going to hear this, no exaggeration, about 100 times this season. Did you know Todd Frazier was on the Toms River, New Jersey, 1998 Little League World Series team? And lesser known fact, it was on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. He was on the 1996 National Junior Pee Wee Champion football like United States Football League, which I didn't even know was a thing. But really the thing that we need to take away from this, Todd Frazier's dad. Imagine having a dad and you're on the the like the national little league team, the national football team. Was Todd Frazier doing push-ups at age three? Like, can you imagine what you're Todd Frazier comes from a family where like his whole deal now is that he doesn't know he comes to the Mets and he goes, Yeah, I don't really know anyone's name. Like I'm just gonna call everyone Big Dog. I love that. Right, I love yeah. that. That's that's classic Todd Frazier, and it's also classic Long Island. You go out there, you know, someone someone drops their wallet on the on the street down the block. Oh, big dog, just yeah, get, get your wallet back, right? That's how Todd. And like, he definitely knows who Yohannes Cespedes is. He definitely knows who Noah Syndergaard is. But no, they're big dog. So I would imagine his own parents never knew his name. They just they just started training him as a baby to become big dog. And uh, he went from there. I mean, you got that classic picture of him and Derek Jeter, that monster who fired Billy the Marlin. Uh, but he met Derek Jeter in like 96 or, or 97 or one of those years or whatever. And Todd, you're going to hear that too. Todd was a Yankee fan, but, you know, he's playing for the Mets now. And good thing, you know, his family's just excited that he gets to stay in New York. So, you know, t- you know, see, try not, to, try not to kill yourself when you're hearing that for the 1400th time in uh, the middle of July. What's the over-under on how many pictures, either new, like new pictures taken this season, or the picture from last year of him with the thumbs-down guy? I mean, there's already been one. So there's, 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 already been, there's already been one since he signed with the Mets. My guess is that thumbs-down thumbs guy is going to become like fleshy Mr. Met. Like, he's going to be at every game, you know, real, real approachable, uh, verbal, which yeah. Mr. Met is not. But, you know, thumbs-down guy... I, I think him and Todd Frazier have a long relationship, uh, a lot, a lot to do together, whether they like it or not. Like Todd Frazier, can't, can't. I, if I'm Todd Frazier, I'm fucking annoyed by this by now. I'm like I'm done with the thumbs down guy. But you know, 
you signed in the wrong spot. You're going to be taking pictures with them and talking about them for the next two years or whatever. So Yeah, over under uh, 20. That might be high. Over under 12 on Thumbs Down Guy and Todd Frazier. Just this year? Yeah, like specific showing the picture on SNY. Oh, showing the picture on SNY? Showing the picture. Oh, I'm hammering I'm over. over. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like that's like eight sports night segments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, you get those cool sports, programming. Remember, you right? get those cool sports night commercials where everybody's got to wear generic jerseys and they all sit in the same room. And yeah, it's a bunch of guys. They're, they're all they're all roommates. They're watching. Yeah. They're watching S N Y at ten thirty. Yeah, there's, they're all shining up like their respective. <laughs> they're a bunch of like sports savants just signing up their shining up their respective stuff. And guys like I've been taping my hockey stick since last night when the Devils lost. Are they on yet again? Very relatable. Only place, only place to get sports news about the local teams. Can't get that anywhere else. Yeah, don't even try the internet. Don't even try it. But uh, nothing there. You know, Todd. Todd did hit two thirteen last year. Twenty six homers, seventy seven RBIs. There's going to be highs with Todd. There's going to be lows with Todd. The lows are going to be low. The lows are going to be low. The highs will be pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Pretty much no in between. Yeah. Like there's some. There's some. There's a little. There's a little, you know, he's not as good, or like the numbers aren't as good as as Jason Bay. There's a little, a little, a little Jason oh, Bay whiff, a little bit, God. a little bit. But we're not well, gonna, we're not gonna go there. We're I mean, not- I think we'll, I think we'll get to what could potentially happen when we start when we check out our new segment that deals with the schedule. There's a stretch where, you know, Todd could really, Todd could really piss some people off during during the stretch, and we will get there shortly. The other. Another new addition, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, you know, numbers down a little bit, but still passes the old Andres Galarraga litmus test of does this guy terrify me every time he came up when he played against the Mets. Yeah. Uh, uh, legitimately terrified me. Um, you know, I still remember the NLDS against the Dodgers a couple of years ago. Every single time. The guy, like, even if he's not hitting, like, he, he has a clue up there, even when his power numbers are down. Like, I don't know. I, I think he's got. I think he's like three eighty something at City Field. He's got to be. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. It'll be nowhere near that now that he's on the team. But you know, he's not Pat Burrell at Shea Stadium, which no, was like, which was know. disgusting. Pat Burrell hitting the ball five hundred and fifty feet off Armando Benitez. That was a a rite of passage every summer. At one yeah, point. Pat Burrell was like store brand Chipper Jones. Like, it was, yes, <laughs> he'd break. <laughs> he's not going to be nearly as good and certainly not a hall of famer but you know he was terrorizing us regularly yeah so adrian gonzalez we'll see how that shakes out with dom over at first base but this one's interesting the mets are bringing in jason vargas i love this 35 year old the crafty lefty let my heart be still 18 11 last year i didn't get into the fan graph sausage about you know if he's actually good or not outside outside the win the one loss record but if it's 1992, baby, 18 and 11, give this guy a Cy Young. But, hey, a crafty lefty. The Mets have a lot of pitching depth, but as we learned the hard way last year, guys get hurt. And I mean, yeah. Having this guy around is not a bad thing, especially on a two-year deal. Listen, Mets fans want what they want, right? So, like me, <clears throat> back in the day when I was clamoring for the return of Bobby Bonilla, and I got it, and I regretted it. That was very bad. I was clamoring for Jason Bay. I got it. It was terrible. This year, for whatever reason, Met fans decided that Lance Lynn was Nolan Ryan and Alex Cobb was Tom Seaver. 
There was some Lorenzo Cain. Uh, yeah. Oh, juice oh in there Lorenzo too. Lorenzo Cain was the next uh, the next Carlos Beltran, which is a good thing or a bad thing depending on which Met fan you're talking to. I know some people that are still pissed off over that that strike three. Yeah. yeah not gonna name names, but uh, <laughs> no, we know him anyway. But no, Jason Vargas. It's a we had him before too. So basically, we had him when we were terrible. We sent him out to go get fixed and become a competent pitcher. And now that he's 35, we bring him back as a depth guy. It's very Mets. It's a it's a solid Mets move. But he is going to be useful uh, as, you know, like these pitchers. Uh, you know, there's a reason Zach Wheeler took bone injections for six months this offseason. You know, it's like it's, there's, there's legitimate injury risk. So Jason Vargas... You're pretty important. Yeah, and I think and I think the approach that Sandy Alderson took this offseason was not maybe going out and getting the high price guys, but doing a nice job. He was the guy that you know everyone's coming to a party and maybe a fancy Christmas party. Oh, here's a here's a bottle of Johnny Blue. Oh, here's a you know some of the lesser. Here's a bottle of Gentleman Jack. Sandy's coming to the party with a bottle of Jim Beam. Yeah, He's saying this is getting the job done. Yeah, I I got this cheaper than the other stuff. And it's going to do just as well. You might not feel as ba- feel as great about it. It might not be as aesthetically pleasing, right? Um, you know, it might be a little socially awkward rolling in with a bottle of Jim Beam or signing Adrian Gonzalez. But at the same time, it, it, at the end of the day, it still gets you to the end result. It's getting you to the end result. I mean, and if you really, if you keep that analogy rolling, most people were showing up to the party with nothing. Sure. And everyone was like, you know, oh, but and and, and so the Jim Beam showing up to the party. Looks like the cat's pajamas, you know, because everyone, the free agent market, there are still people out there that haven't been signed, but people were dying for the Mets to go out and get shiny Mike Moustakis off 38 home runs, but he's got like a, he's got like a 210 on base percentage or whatever, some disgusting, you know, uh, stat there. And yeah, I think, I think you're perfectly right. You, You come in, you say, hey, listen, budget's a little tight. We're paying for private school. The taxes are through the roof. And I don't really have enough money around Christmas to bring you some highfalutin liquor. So you show up with the regular stuff, and uh, that's what the Mets did. And I think everyone should just shut their mouths and enjoy it. To an extent. To an extent. The difference is, like, the the Wilpon grandkids aren't getting the discounted toys. Like, we're getting the di- like. So oh, yeah. At the, at the same time, so, cre- so we can qualify this as credit to Sandy for doing a nice job with what he's been given. The Wilpons, I mean, right? You know, I've, I have nothing to say. Okay, so here, here's the deal. If we're gonna keep this going, because I want to keep this going. Okay. Sandy is the au pair for the Wilpon kids. Ooh. He cooks for them. He cleans for them. <laughs> he gets paid a salary. He, he's hanging out the whole thing. When he's done, they pay him, and he goes out to a friend's Christmas party. Now, like, yeah, the Wilpon kids are getting hoverboards. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, Fred's drinking, what's that, that, that $9,000 bottle, whatever, uh, Ace of Spades, champagne, Ace of Spades, or I, I want to say Rumpelstiltskins, Bro, definitely not Rumplemans, no, no, it's, it's not Rumplemans, it's, uh, it's like a very expensive liquor, the guy with a beard, almost like a wizard, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> anyway this is compelling content yeah, yeah we'll get back to it but then that's when sandy goes out and he buys what he can afford with the money that he was given to him yeah yeah you, you brought it home there yeah yeah really <laughs> tied it in the nice neat bow 
I gotta I gotta find this this liquor. So you find the liquor. The the, the other thing we touched on briefly, uh, we talked about additions. We'll we'll cover more subtractions. We talked about the injuries briefly, but Ray Ramirez is gone. I know we mentioned it previously, but it's a great feeling. The house is no longer haunted. If there's more injuries this year, maybe the house will be haunted again. But Ray Ramirez is gone. So we do appreciate that. And something we'll be doing a little bit occasionally this season is looking ahead on the schedule. And diving into the schedule for April, I'm, I'm pretty bullish on how the season's going to open. What I'm not bullish on is the stretch on the, the 24th to the 29th of April. That's f- six games total in a row. Three in St. Louis and three in San Diego. Now, every Mets fan who's paid attention over the last 15 years knows that every time the Mets go to San Diego, they somehow manage to score about four runs over three games. You know about the Cardinals. Back-to-back in St. Louis. This has one in five written all over it. A Todd Frazier and Jay Bruce combined one for 42 over, over like six games or whatever it is. Um... So, you know, again, the Mets, the story of this Mets season, the highs are going to be high, the lows will be a little bit low, and April 24th to April 29th, you know, when the NBA playoffs are in full swing, you, you know, you're going to be having the Mets on TV too, and, uh, you know, one for 27 for Bruce and Frazier. That's where Todd's going to take a lot of shit. It's going to be that week. Everyone's going to be like, oh, man, we lost a couple. We need everyone to step it up. And you're going to get a lot of tweets. Why do we even sign this guy? He's a Jason Bay 2.0, whatever. And, and everyone's going to forget about the fact that he's a good clubhouse guy. He calls everybody big dog. He played in the Little League World Series. He took a picture with Derek Jeter. He's from the tri-state area. You know, he's yeah. from Tom, Tom's River, actually. Yeah. Tom's River. Tom's River, New Jersey. Over-under on Tom's River on SNY. Oh, Tom's River. If it were setting the over-under for the season on Tom's River references at 100, I'm hammering the over. Over. Yep. Way over. way over. A lot of thumbs down guy. A lot of uh, Tom's River. Um, you know, you could do under over for a few other things. How many times do they reference that Jay Bruce uh, played for the Indians last year? Quite a bit. Yeah. Do, do you know who? Uh, Probably once a game. You know who was on that staff? Who? Mickey Callaway. Mickey Callaway. There you go. Full circle. Yeah, that's true. How many times do they talk about how Mickey Callaway learned something he did in the game from Terry Francona? Yeah. Uh, no less than a thousand. Give me a number. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll put the I'll set that over under at uh, seventy five for the season. I like it. You taking the over under? I'll take the over. Take the over. Always take the over. I, I'm. I mean, unless you're betting Big Ten hoops. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. pretty obscure for like the eight people that understand that. For all the stuff that we just mentioned, I think once a game could happen. Once a game, you could hear something about Terry Francona, Jay Bruce on the Indians. Todd Frazier being from New Jersey and thumbs down guy. Um, who else? Oh, Jason Vargas used to be a Met. Yep. And Adrian Gonzalez career batting average against the Mets, like four twenty or whatever. I don't know. I actually have no idea what it is. It could be. I I, I would bet good money. It's good. Right. And then Keith will uh, every other game will uh, belittle his defensive play at first base, even though it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't, he didn't charge that one bunt. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That'll get you in Keith's, uh, <laughs> Keith's black book. Keith just balls up the uh, the Honda Accord script they were supposed to read and just throws it right out of the booth. <laughs> That's a real card. Long ride home to Sag Harbor. 
That's right. Anyway, let's let's get the real important stuff. We are close. You know, we're less than a month to opening day. March 29th. It's a Thursday. March 29th, a Thursday. You going? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. 1 p.m. See you there. 1 p.m., yeah. Although, got to get to McFadden's for at least 9.30 a.m. Oh, God. The McFadden's, the McFadden's opening day crowd is... It's uh, something. It is... You got to get yourself a, a nice a nice standing spot over at the rail in the corner. Not too close to the DJ booth. Not too close to the DJ booth because the DJ booth that day gets real busy. They're giving out stuff. They're giving out T-shirts. They're playing a lot of Baja men. Like If you're not ready for the DJ booth on a regular day, you're certainly not ready for it on opening day. Uh, it's like a full-blown fucking block party in there. And... <laughs> And you know, except it's it's full of guys named like you know Tony from Maspeth, who they they usually don't come out to a game, but you know they figured oh it's a day off from work, I'll cut out early. Yep. They got the little they got the little uh, button down shirt, the collars popping out of the the Matt Harvey white jersey from a couple yep. of years ago with the 2013 All Star Game patch in the sleeve. You know, it's <laughs> the last time he really invested in something Mets related, but he's there. He's had uh, 1,700 Bud Lights. Ooh, little trick that the McFadden's does. Very crafty. They're going to serve the the St. Patrick's Day Bud Lights well into June. So just get ready for that. And if you're not down for a a 750 skunked delight, then you know just order a Miller Light because the Budweisers are gonna have little shamrocks on them. That's good intel. Mid-June. Yeah, that's yeah. good intel. I'm a Miller Lite guy anyway. Me too. But it was a big problem last year. A couple guys would go up to the bar, grab some Bud Lights, bring them back. Little shamrocks on them. Tasted like garbage, and uh, you know, not great. Not a great way to spend your money. Yeah, a lot of uh, McFadden's opening day. A lot of boots. A lot of boots. A lot of work boots. A lot of work boots. Yeah, exactly. A lot of work boots. <laughs> About a strong ninety ten male to female ratio. Worse than you normally find. Yeah. A lot of guys just super hyped that they got a day off. Yeah. Like, you know, they really feel like they're, they're, they get that adrenaline rush of doing something they're not supposed to do. Sure. Um, you know, but I mean, what's your, what's your move, McFadden's? You tip the, you tip the bathroom guy? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta get him the first time. And then, like, you kind of do the eye contact thing. And then maybe, maybe you kind of do the thing where you're, you, you reach into your pockets and you, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have any more cash. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. You know, because like, I guess in this, you know, opening day, I bet they do well because everyone brings cash for opening day. But in general, most people under the age of 40 don't carry cash. Am, oh, I, yeah. am I making that up? No, that's real. I mean, I we're, don't, we're both. I certainly don't. Our, you know, without giving anything away, we're both, you know, we're getting 31. up there. Yeah, we're getting up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, don't carry cash ever. I do sometimes. I do it by mistake. If, you know. It never goes well though, because then I just you just I, spend, I spend it, it like, yeah. an, like an idiot. Well, do you get a you get a spot by the bathroom, McFadden's, or you try to get a spot by the front door? Um, I don't know. I think it depends on how you time it out. You have to. I, I think the the biggest thing you have to know about McFadden's, especially on opening day, is you got to build in like forty, like you want you want to make it for the anthem and like the actual introductions when everybody runs out, and like it's never too early to get online and get into the ballpark because there's always like a rush. And you can actually get in from McFadden's, but what happens is people cut the line because the line goes so far back, and then you have like, you know, a bunch of guys from Oceanside that decide they're going to cut the line. Yeah, a lot, no offense, Oceanside. Not no one's ever happy with those guys, but nothing ever really happens. No, uh, I mean, then you know, you go to the you go inside the you could go inside the stadium and go to Big Apple Brews. You're not going to get that same uh, 
<laughs> that same Second Avenue ambiance. And just have your ID ready. Well, that's the thing too. If you go to if you go to McFadden's, first of all, when you get up there, I would you should have probably like a passport, a license, your your <coughs> car insurance card. Uh, you know, maybe maybe your social on hand. They want to see a lot of things before they let you in that place. And then finally, you know, they'll let you in. But it's going to take a little bit more than it does on a regular day. Uh, also, you know, watch your back there. Not a bad way, but, like, I've seen some things like, you know, so I went Cinco de Mayo, okay? Bartender there gets into the, the festivities like they will on opening day. Gets so crazy, he winds up throwing up on the bar in front of you. So, Ooh. yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. You're going to sit there. You're going to have a good time. Watch out for throw up. Watch out for throw up. Don't step on anybody's boots. And, you know, enjoy those enjoy those St. Patrick's Day beers while they're still relatively fresh. And, and throw in a courtesy <clears throat> when you're like, you know, it gets a little crowded in there. It gets a little narrow. Throw in the courtesy, like, excuse me, and like the, the little back pat, like the universal sign. Yeah. Like, I'm passing by you. Like, I know you can't really move, but like, I'm not going to steamroll through you. Um, because... Yep. You, you don't want to be that guy. No, and if someone gets upset, be like, hey, man, like, what do you think about today, huh? Harvey, he's back. <laughs> yeah. He's back. So great to be off. Yeah, like, you could <laughs> you could always step on a, you could always smush a Timberland real quick and just diffuse the situation by being like, man, that's a, that's a sweet Ryan Thompson jersey. You throwback? Where'd you get that? eBay? Yeah. You know, there's, there's ways to do it. So, you know, keep everything very Met-centric. A little back pat never hurt anybody. Don't tip the the guy in the bathroom. Do do the old pocket pat. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, and bring a ton of ID. I mean, that's that's your your guide to McFadden's more or less. You know, fun fact about the bathroom guy: you don't really need to tip him because he's actually a very successful day trader. He probably is very successful. Yeah, and he owns a bunch of Bitcoin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was the the bathroom guy was early on Bitcoin, <laughs> so. He figured that, you know, uh, it's it's a labor of love giving people mints and cologne. So he said, you know what? Screw it. He just does it. He just does it for the meeting people. Everybody, He's a people person. Right. Everybody's got to give back somehow. Some people donate to, to causes. Some people walk. Uh, it, it walks. This guy, you know, he's going to make sure that uh, you can put some polo, some polo over the BO uh, on your Mets 2015 playoff sweatshirt that you haven't washed. Yeah, love it. You know that cologne's good, too. It's good cologne, yeah. I mean, and also like, that's a good day for it because if you're, you know, if you're uh, a guy at the at the baseball game that day, it becomes a meat market after the after the ninth inning. You go back down there, everyone's hammered. People are uh, they're they're grinding to some Enrique Iglesias on the dance floor. It gets real wild, real out of hand. So you know, good good place to meet your future wife. Yeah, and if you, you you always do the McFadden's, hop on the old seven to Queensboro, get on the NQ, go to to Astoria Queens, go to the beer garden out there. Yeah, you go not the not the the newer beer garden, like the the, no, real, the real one, one the yeah. Czech one. Yep. And uh, you know, there's no better way to passage than going up, ordering a pitcher of beer, and then getting glared at by the the same guy that's been there for the last ten years <laughs> <laughs> for using a credit card. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that. But no, he doesn't like it. But you know, it's it's 2018. So. This is America in 2018. 2018. So right. we could Venmo him. We could, but we don't. Right. Because you know we appreciate etiquette. Right. That's how we are here. So there you go. So this was good. This was fun. We're, we're kind of back. I, I, and again, like you know, we'll have more in depth 
Met stuff. Uh, you know, we'll give you the stats, all that stuff. It's February twenty eighth. You're gonna be actually be hearing this on March first. Yeah, yeah, you'll be March second. You'll be hearing this on March first, March second, March third. You're gonna be listening to it every day because you're gonna need these McFadden's tips. There you go. Once you get to opening day, and you know what? Maybe if you're nice, we will rehash the McFadden's tips the week of opening day because it's gonna be a Thursday. Cover off more on the food next time too. Right, yeah, we got more food. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. Well, yeah, I gotta check out Chef Josh Capon's menu. <laughs> The press burger is terrible. It's overrated. There's nothing like a good. There's nothing like a good 25 minute <laughs> SNY segment with Chef Josh Capon, and everyone just going, mm-hmm. "Wow, it's terrible." It's like uh, it's like you cooked a burger in a panini maker. <laughs> Josh, how'd you do it's it? Pre- it's pressed. Oh, you know what I did? I took a bubble burger out and I just uh, <laughs> I just dipped it in a one. Oh, unreal. <laughs> The worst is the fucking uh, the, the steak sandwich. <laughs> the steak sandwiches. Yeah, like just like the cold, like the not melted mozzarella. Like oh yeah, oh it's it, it was the most dis- you know we'll we'll cover off on more detail. Palafrida just skips by collecting fourteen dollars of steak, <laughs> spitting at everyone's face. <laughs> Palafrida. <laughs> what a racket! What a racket that is. Enjoy this garbage I'm about to feed you. <laughs> Give me give me a Khan's hot dog. Right, that's why for my money. And a Rheingold. <laughs> exactly. At Shea Stadium in 1999, I'll be all good. So. Where Mickey Callaway is still there. Yes. I mean, for my money, I go to Catch of the Day, get myself some City Field fish. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that. Well, you know, we'll cover some, this stuff. Some men just want to see the world burn. Right, and some men, some men just don't want to see the game because they have diarrhea for seven innings. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh... Thank you. God bless. Take care. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Yeah, hey, fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey, guys. This is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.